What's up, guys? Greg here, and you are tuned into the June 2021 edition of The Dot, the show where we go over all the best new music of the month. And I gave you the Q1 update at the end of March. I'm going to give you the Q2 update this episode as we head into the second half of the year. We got a great month of music here in June, as we typically do. And before we dive into this year's month of June, I think it's important to look back to last year. And remember, that was a historic month. That's the month that we saw a lot of the protest music get released in response to the murder of George Floyd. Last June, we got great protest songs from No Name. Run the Jewels released their album last June. We saw a single from Meek Mill, J. Cole, Anderson Pack released that lockdown song that made it very high in my top 300 songs of the year in 2020. And last year, we also saw Leon Bridges release the song Sweeter, which we just recently found out was the lead single on his upcoming album that will be released very soon here in 2021 and that is really shaping up and positioning itself to be one of the best albums of the year I say that because we already got the other single motorbike which was released last month and then this past month in June 2021 we got the new Leon Bridges single why don't you touch me which was just a beautiful beautiful song so excited to see what he puts together for this new album he is is a pure example of timeless music and you know that doesn't matter what era Leon Bridges came out and I think he would have been very popular this past month we also saw another single from Little Sims who I've warned in previous episodes Little Sims will release one of the best albums of this year the singles have been fantastic she's definitely an artist who has a bigger following overseas than she does here in America but she is such a quality female rapper definitely better than the people in the Grammys with Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B wagging their butts all over the place now Little Sim she is really really one to watch here as we move into 2021 we also saw Tyler the Creator release not only the brand or the feel of this new album with that driver's license picture that he put out we also got the first single in Lumberjack and it feels very tied to the creator. If you're a fan of his music, you probably would have loved that single. Vince Staples released a single this past month, which was just as quality as all the other Vince Staple music that he's released in the past. Isaiah Rashad. Now I've always liked him. I think his single was better than Vince Staples, Tyler the Creators, or Little Sims singles. I think he did have the best hip hop single of the month here. And and I like I said, I've always been a fan, but I didn't know that he had the ability to top those type of artists. And more Modest Mouse singles. Now, I loved the first one. The next two came up a little bit short for me, but still very excited for that album. Now, like I said, I'll give you guys the Q2 update. But before that, let's focus on some of the artists that we are going to be featuring on this episode right here June 2021 a lot of these artists took the time to call in and tell us a little bit about the songs they released this past month the ladies from Veps called in to talk about their new single my guy Sipper who we featured in a previous episode of the dot called in to talk about his new single Erez calls in to talk about her new song that she released in June 2021 we're gonna check out Ridgeway from the West Coast Dylan from Dugong Jr this will be his second time on the dot he was actually on one of my first episodes episodes ever back in 2019. Uh, He is going to call in to talk about a new song that he released this past month. We're going to check out John Earl. Now we are going to start this episode. I'm going to, I'm going to get wild here, guys. I'm going to get pretty crazy here. We're going to start with a four piece called Womb, W-W-M Womb. And they have a really great YouTube video from back in 2019 where the four of them get together and sing 
the song that we are about to hear remixed right now. So this four piece put together a mashup of Frank Ocean's three songs, Siegfried, Self Control, and White Ferrari. And this past month, a DJ named Jamie Isaac remixed this mashup that was sung by the four piece womb. And that is the song that's going to kick us off here in this episode. I told you crazy, a lot going on in this first song. And I'm so excited to share this with you guys. You know, I'm a huge Frank Ocean fan, first of all, but to hear their rendition of the mashup, it was a beautiful combination. So we're gonna start out right here with Womb and their mashup Siegfried, Self Control and White Ferrari from Frank Ocean, remixed by Jamie Isaac. The markings on your surface your speckled from Womb's mashup remixed by Jamie Isaac. And we're actually gonna get back and listen to the back half of that song. But before we do, I wanna introduce the band that I'm gonna play right when the Womb song ends. And that is the band Veps. And Veps is a four piece from Oslo, Norway. Their name Veps is actually Wasp in Norwegian. And this is a song off their debut EP that they released this past month in June, 2021. And the song, we are going to listen to is called Funny Thing, one of the two singles they had released prior to this EP coming out. And I really, really am excited to see the evolution of the band. And Veps did take the time to call in and talk a little bit about their new track. Um, so we will check that out right after we finish up the back half of this Wombs mashup, only here on The Dots.
the dot this is veps thank you so much for playing our song funny things it's from our debut ep open the door so if you like it make sure to check out the rest um funny things is probably one of our oldest songs we've played it since we were 14 or 15 actually um and it's a song about the first time you fall in love with someone it used to be much slower in the beginning but we made it punchier while still maintaining the nostalgic sound. Some people have actually said that it's our most mature song, which is kind of funny because the uh, lyrics are about the first time you have mature feelings for someone. So yeah, we hope you enjoy. tune there from veps great to have them call into the episode i hope to god i get to see them play live because i think that's such a fun song and speaking of fun songs i'm really gonna hammer home an artist right now you know soapbox please because i'm about to get on that bitch and talk about sipper man sipper is an artist who i featured back in january where he released his second album he has three albums on streaming services he started back in 2020 two albums so far here in 2021 they're both great he released a single this past month called i don't care and he's gonna come on and talk about that but before he does i want to remind everyone of the song that i featured back in january dance and room songs we're gonna listen to that we're gonna listen to his new single i don't care and then he released another new single this past month called fuck june and we're gonna play a little bit of that too so i think he's a first artist ever to get three songs here on a dot episode but my word does he deserve it so look at us making dot history in june 2021 so let's start here with a song that i've already featured in 2021 let's listen into dance and room song we'll then bring sipper onto the podcast to talk to us a little bit about his new single enjoy Yeah. 
Hi, this is Joey from Sipper. Uh, thanks for having me on the dot. So IDC was made uh, this past winter, uh, and I just remember it was really cold outside, and I just made a bunch of really sad, slow songs. Uh, so just for fun, I just had to make something a little happier, a little brighter. So I just made this thing. It's not really, you know, about anything too deep or anything. Uh, so I hope you like it. guy sipper man my guy that guy is such a talented artist you could hear the range from those three songs how different they were how different of a feel each one gave you and i'm at a loss for words at this point between the mashup from wombs right into veps with that incredible song to the expose we just did on sipper such great tunes we have consumed so far here on the episode and like i said i can't even speak so i'm going to throw it over to an artist who has roots in new york has roots over in israel but is currently in la to take the reins this is eris to tell us about her new song they're coming hey this is eris and thank you for having me on the dot um i wrote they're coming a year ago in march april of 2020 when it was the, the really beginning of pandemic and the world was freaking out and nobody really knew what was going on. And the political situation back home from where I'm from in Israel was just becoming worse and worse. And there was, I think, the third election at that time. 
And with Trump in the States, and I live in LA, and I'm American as well, I felt like both of my homes were on fire at the same time. Um, and I had this real aggravation with all our leaders and the powers that be that are governing based on power and greed and not so much as what benefits the population. And I just felt all this anger bubble up and I put it into this song that's called They're Coming, which basically talks about how propaganda and fear is used to hurt people um, and control their minds. Um, and how those powers keep coming again and again and again, and how they silence our critique and how they try to take over our streets. And yeah, I think this song is just that moment of like, ah, just like, fuck you guys, I can't take this anymore. Um, sorry if I can't say fuck. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I think it represents the angst that a lot of me and my friends and I know a lot of humans feel about the people that are ruling our governments all around the world that don't represent the people. And it's pretty scary times politically. And I was just trying to shine light on that. And yeah, that's that's basically the essence of the song. We also then went on to make a music video, which we shot in LA at the height of the pandemic, which was totally um, shot while the streets were empty was a pretty surreal experience as well um, and you can check that out and it's this person running through the streets expressing his freedom occupying space in a peaceful way and protesting you know the silencing and the, and the fear-mongering and, and all these people that are out there trying to control us and make us small and not, and not show that we're present and we're alive and we think and we criticize so this song is for all the people who, who want change and are tired from how things are. Hope you enjoy it and that it gives you an outlet and shines light to a pretty complicated situation. All right, have a good day. Thank you. about the production of their coming so I'm a massive dance music fan and I go out dancing all the time and in this new project I'm really trying to weave in storytelling with dancing so that's why you have like this first and this pre that is all electronic based after listening to this story in the verse and pre-chorus where it's a lot of information a lot of emotional information there's a part of me that just wants to dance it out in the chorus. 
So that's why there's not, there's no lyrics in the chorus because it's all about dropping down into your body and processing shit we go through as humans with your body. So that's like the weaving in of storytelling and dancing and dealing with whatever we have to deal with both intellectually and physically. Thank you to Erez for giving us such a detailed breakdown of that new single that she released this past month called They're Coming, another beautiful song that we got to listen to on the theme of last June with some of the protest music. Great to see that carry on and great to know people haven't forgotten to fight the fight. Now, let's go to a band who hails from Orange County, California, a place where I actually was visiting this past month because I have family out there in Orange County. They released their second single off their upcoming album um, that will be released in August and this is Ridgeway and Ridgeway released the single Real Blue that we are going to check out and like I said this is the second single from their upcoming album in August. They released their debut album Give back in 2019 they actually released their very first EP at least on streaming services back in 2016 and they're one of those bands that gets labeled a lot of different genres, shoegaze post hardcore, indie rock alternative you name it in that realm of music they've probably been tagged <laughs> with that genre caleb campbell from under the radar mag did a write-up on the band and on this new single and in that write-up he did say that ridgeway's new single real blue the one we're about to listen to sees the band's combination of shoegaze indie rock and post-hardcore reach new explosive heights so let's check it out right now this is ridgeway with their new single real blue Ridgeway there with their song Real Blue that they released this past month. And we're going to stay out in L.A. and we're going to go to an artist named John Arrow. 
and John Arrow released his debut album this past month called Inferno. We're going to listen to a song off that album called Knock Knock, and I will say it was so funny. I asked him to send in a clip describing this song and talking about it. He might be the first person we featured on the podcast that has just openly said, Hey man, I appreciate you featuring my music, but this is one of my least favorite songs I've ever created. So, uh, John, I really appreciate the honesty more than you know. Let's check out a little bit of the track and then we'll have John cut in and tell us a little bit about this song. And, uh, and John, I loved it, man. I, I still love it after listening to you describe that you don't like the song. I'm still a big fan of this song, Knock Knock. And then right after this, we will get into the cue two updates so let's check it out right now this is john earl with his song knock knock i've been looking for ways to pass the This is uh, John Errol. Um, thanks for having me on the dot. I'm here to talk about um, the song Knock Knock, and um, I guess it's its origin from my um, new slash first slash perhaps only album, Inferno. Um, so I guess the song kind of started uh, as a joke, to be totally honest. Um, like, uh, it was one of the last ones for the record. There's a lot of me, you know, it's a lot of kind of reflexive, um, you know, introspective kind of lyrics and themes. And I realized that there was a shortage of some classic breakup mu pop music, which turns out I'm actually quite bad at writing. Um, and, the, you know, the original concept for the song was like, oh, what would it sound like if Sisters of Mercy did like a Britney Spears song, or I don't know, something like that. And it's kind of where this little like childish mutation of a pop song came. It's, it's funny, like, I, I guess I shouldn't be saying this, but it's actually my least favorite song off the record. Because <laughs> um, it means absolutely nothing to me for the most part, other than like, it's just a really quick snapshot of like a really bad relationship I have. and. I don't know if you know me at all, you know that I'm kind of a romantic fatalist and I, I'm just constantly in these disaster, these catastrophic romantic situations and I'm not really sure if it's relevant here, but uh, that's how the song started. Um, and I kind of just had this image of like a tantrum or something, like a bunch of like mutant cheerleaders like screaming and chanting and I think I was listening to a lot of Kate Bush at the time. Obviously, there was like a vocal sample that sounds like running up that hill kind of in there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting one for sure. 
and um, thanks for listening. It is now time for the Q2 update here as we are halfway through the year of 2021. And just like we thought in the beginning of the year, it's been a wild year. Some amazing albums have been released. We're starting to really feel the momentum of live shows coming back. I mean, once we get through July, we're pretty much there. I mean, shows are back in August. A lot of local shows are currently going on, but those big tours seem to really be kicking off in August. Once we get into September, that's when all the major festivals are going to be executed. And my gosh, have we waited a long time to uh, to see live music. Now, I'm going all the way up to June 18th with this Q2 update. The weekend before I drop this is the Friday where a lot of big releases are coming out, most notably Tide of the Creator. I'm not going to include them in the Q2 update. They're going to be part of the Q3 update. So we're really going up to the second to last Friday in June, June 18th. And the reason I know we had a great few months from uh, April, May, and June is only two of the top 10 albums of the year that I had after March remained in the top 10, you know, at the end of June here. So as we know, April, May, and June are always big big months of music being released because we're headed right up into summer everyone wants to get that album out right before summertime i think before we start since there's been so many great albums that were released uh, i want to do some honorable mentions and these are people i'm going to go through the top 10 albums of the year my updated top 10 albums of the year but i can't do that without mentioning these artists i want to start with paul mccartney who did a remix album of the album he released last year and the best thing was who he had featured on this Rungbin, Dominic Fike, Damon Albarn. He had such great collabs and the album came out amazing. And I think the only reason why I didn't get in my top 10 is because this album was essentially released last year and he just threw some artists on it and re-released it this year. Another one, Fire in Little Africa. Now this is a very significant album because it's all Oklahoma-based artists and it's an album that is a tribute to Tulsa and specifically a tribute to Black Wall Street that in 1921, race soldiers came, led by city leaders in Tulsa, and burned 40 square blocks of the city. And Tulsa since tried to pretty much erase that from history. So these artists got together to put an album out to remember, you know, those times. And it was a really fantastic album, R&B, hip-hop based album. Fiddlehead released their sophomore album, critically acclaimed as one of the best albums of the year. Amazing, classic indie rock music, and just kind of straight up rock music with that album. Other notable releases we saw were Wolf Alice, Polo G, Girl in Red, Julia Michaels, all of them released really, really fantastic projects. But let's get into it. Let's start here with my 10th best album of the year so far, and that is Olivia Rodrigo's album Sour. And look, it doesn't matter how much you like this album, really, because the numbers speak for themselves here. This was her debut album that she released in May that was actually originally planned to be an EP. And she really hit this alt-punk pop 
bedroom pop sound and it was perfect for that Gen Z sound that we're hearing a lot of now. Um, she is the first artist ever to debut her first two singles in the Billboard Top 10, which in turn made her the first artist ever to debut an album to spawn two number one singles. And she also broke the global Spotify record for biggest opening week from a female artist. So like I said, I mean, whether you like her or not, the numbers speak for themselves. Number nine, I put J. Cole's album here at number nine, The Off Season. That's J. Cole's sixth studio album. And was it J. Cole's best work? No. Was it significantly better than all all the other rap albums that came out this year? Absolutely, it's J. Cole. And 325 million is the amount of streams that he had in the first week from this album. Also, every single song off that album reached the Billboard Top 40. So again, the numbers speak for themselves there. Number eight is Crumb's sophomore album, Ice Melt. And I think something that Crumb has really proven they're able to do, which is not easy to come by in 2021 and recent years, is they know how to put together a really coherent, focused album. I mean, they've done it twice. Jinx back in 2019 was a phenomenal project and they just followed up by showing they're getting more mature and really developing that lo-fi jazz, whatever you wanna call it sound that they have going on. Number seven is one of the albums that stayed from the Q1 update. That's Ron Gallo's piecemeal. I think that still holds in the top 10. Number six, Japanese Breakfast, Jay Brecky, who released their third studio album, Jubilee, here in 2021. Michelle Zahner, who is the lead singer of Japanese Breakfast, actually released her memoir book that she's been writing for years. In the same week, she released this album, and she said she wanted to kind of follow up Despair with Joy, so the book being Despair in her memoir, with Joy being the album. Very well received, critically acclaimed. Pitchfork gave it a 7.8 out of 10. NME gave it a 4 out of 5. Rolling Stone gave it a 4 out of 5. DIY Mag gave it a 5 out of 5. Media Critic, which is a website that combines the most popular reviews all together, took the top 18 reviews and aggregated it to an 88 out of 100. So congratulations to Japanese Breakfast. Number five is Manchester Orchestra's sixth studio album called The Million Masks of God. Now, this really struck a chord for me. I can't even tell you why. I don't know why. A lot of Manchester Orchestra fans don't think this is even their best album or close to it, but I just think these guys are pros, man. I mean, they put together really good indie music just very well polished sounds and again the album's a journey man they show the slow soft side of them and then the sped up electronic infused fast side of them that can really take them to different heights and you know i became a true fan when i finally saw them live you know they put on a hell of a show so so i'm very very proud to put manchester orchestra as my fifth favorite album of the year number four current joys with his album voyager and current joys is pretty much nick radigan who is the drummer and lead singer from surf curse one of my favorite bands that came out in 2019 uh, this album voyager got a 96 percent approval rating from all google users uh nick is a very interesting person he's an artist he's a director he's a journalist and he's been making music for almost a decade he has a very artistic side to him and his songwriting definitely reflects that. Number three. Now let's start to get into the unpopular opinions here, but I stuck with it, man. Number three is Rostam's second solo studio.
video album that was recently released called Change Phobia. This didn't meet the critical acclaim that some of these other artists did in my top 10. It's got a 7.2 out of 10 on Pitchfork, a 3 out of 5 on NME, that Metacritic site that we talked about that aggregates the reviews gave it a 76%. But the more I listened to this guy's album, the better it sounded. And it's just really good polished pop music. I mean, and he is known as one of the best pop producers of his generation. And the people he worked, just look it up. I can't even begin to start to list out all the people he's produced for or had a say or a piece in their songs. It's absolutely incredible. And Rostam is a founding member of Vampire Weekend. He's been nominated for three Grammys, two with Vampire Weekend, and one actually for producing Haim's album from last year that was nominated for a Grammy, one of the best albums from last year. So uh, Rostam, his resume speaks for itself. And I think this album was just so, so good. Number two is the second album that stayed in the top 10 from the Q1 update, and that is Arlo Parks Collapsed in Sunbeam. It's a story, man. It's just such a coherent album about heartbreak. And I don't know the last time I heard such a well-written, sad, heartbreak album like that. So um, very, very confident of putting her number two. Almost as confident as I am in this number one album. And again, this number one album isn't an album that was met with a ton of critical acclaim, but I am so confident. I know for a fact this is by a large margin my favorite album album of the year. This is Fred again with his album Actual Life. Now if the album isn't good enough, the concept might even be better where he pretty much just took voice recordings and clips from his experiences during the pandemic from April to December 2020 and he used these clips to create an album. He created fantastic electronic music with these clips that he put together from all the big hitting songs like Julia and I Found You from 2019 to I am a party and just the I want you to see me Fred I'm here all that coming together he created a brand and it's something that I haven't gotten out of my head I haven't stopped listening to since it was released and he just like Rostam is a very well-known producer especially in England he's worked with Stormzy Burner Boy most notably probably Ed Sheeran FKA Twigs the XX Brian Eno was a mentor of his uh, Halsey he's worked with Underworld which are classic electronic artists overseas and Fred again actually did win producer of the year at the Brit Wards in 2020. So, you know, he doesn't come with zero critical acclaim. Everyone knows how good he is, but this album, um, something about it. I can't can't really put it into words. You definitely have to listen to that. It's Actual Life by Fred Again. At this point in 2021 is the best album of the year. It's going to be hard to top. Fred Again and Arlo Parks, I can't imagine they fall out of my top five this year. But if they do, that means we just had some really incredible music. So thank you guys for listening to the Q2 update. Thank you as always for listening to The Dot. We are going to get played out today by Dugong Jr., who is making his second appearance on The Dot. Um, his first appearance was back in February 2019 where I featured the song you hear behind me holding on and he's been making music since 2016 we're gonna listen to a song that he put out with blush co off his debut album polite called love lost and guys again do everything you can these shows are coming do everything you can to support these artists buy tickets to their shows buy their merch they make the best margins off their merch and always remember it only happens once a month so you must be on the dot I don't know what to do Time. I never thought you'd leave me inside Is it easier for you? 
started. 